Five. Four. Three. Two. Trigger. 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 Trigger warning. With Travis Trimble. What's up, guys? It's another episode of Trigger Warning with Travis Trimble. Today I'm here with Brad Spiota. I didn't ask him if that's how you say his last name, so I probably fucked it up. How do you say it? Uh, it's actually Spiata. But, Spiata. Uh, Spiata. Like Piata, the restaurant. I got it. Yeah, everybody says it wrong. It's okay. Yeah. I didn't ask him at all. I, I, after I said it, I was like, man. And I looked on the screen because we were doing like this video call thing, and he made the face, and I was like, I fucked this up. Um, how you doing today, man? <laughs> good, man. I just got home from work, so uh, just hanging out. How are you, man? Uh, I'm good. I had a long weekend. Um, I went to your neck of the woods. I was in Buffalo this past weekend. Yeah. So good. hanging out with we- your buddy, Damone. Damone's a good guy, that Damone. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> um, hold on one second. This is ultra professional. Um, so you are an actor correct yeah I, I am trying to be you're trying to be so what yeah. what what got you there though what brought you into it gosh so that goes back a long way back to like middle school um in my uh my church used to do like a drama team and man i had like the worst stage fright you wouldn't believe and uh one day they asked to do um they asked if i would do like spotlight for them so I was like, all right, sure, I can do that. And then I just kept coming back and doing Spotlight. And then one day I was just like, you know what? I saw them doing their thing down there. I'm like, I bet you I could do that. You know, I could bet you I could kick this stage fright and just get down there and do it. So I did it. I loved it. Had a great time. Kept doing it. Um, and then just about my senior year, I kind of just, something clicked and I'm just like, fell in love with acting and I knew that's what I wanted to do. Uh see that was that was like two thousand seven, my senior year, and it took me till two thousand eleven to uh get cast in a in my first movie. Okay. I just pulled with it from there from there on. Yeah, how many movies you been in? Oh god. Um a lot. Uh a lot more than I realized. <laughs> I think like if you count movies and short films and just IMDb credits in general, it's around 20 right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, nothing huge, though. Nothing like, you know, nothing I could list off that you'd be like, oh, I know that movie. Um, right, right. <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> um, I was a background extra in Marshall, though. Uh, okay. Some might know that with Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther. Yeah. Um, so that was a really cool experience getting to meet him. Um, but yeah, nothing. Uh, I've been in an episode of True Crimes um, on the Ion channel. So that was cool. That's about the the most recognizable thing I can say that I've been in. Okay. Are these, any of these been paid gigs? A couple. A couple, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> common theme here is the starving artist thing. So yeah, you work for free I, a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I, I say to people... Uh, actors don't really get paid. Movie stars get paid. Actors don't get paid. <laughs> Explain. There, Explain. Yeah, there's there is a difference between an actor and a movie star. When you're a movie star, like you've made it. Like all right. of a sudden, 
you're you got bang. Like people are paying you to be in their movie. You know, you but you gotta work up to get there, you know. Um, right now I'm still doing local Buffalo films and I love them. They're great. I'm meeting a ton of great people. Um, I'm working with my friends and uh, but there's no money yet. Right. And that's because because it's okay because eventually there will be. I'll do enough work, I'll put together a solid reel, which I'm almost there, and then I can really start putting my name out there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, sounds a lot like podcasting. There's no money in podcasting, but yet here I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, it's funny that you said that. We were just, me and Mike. Uh, you remember Mike from Debatable, right? Yeah. Okay, we were just talking about how I have a script that me and a former guest, for those that actually listen to the podcast regular regularly, uh, Sawyer Schaefer and I wrote a po- wrote a script. For a psychological thriller, and mm-hmm. we're trying to find. We were talking about getting actors for it, but Mike was worried that actors are going to be trying to find an actor for it. They will want to be paid no matter what. Um, no, you'll be surprised. Because uh, you guys live in Ohio, what I would do, what I would suggest is find, go to Facebook and find acting pages around where you live, and just put a post on on one of those pages and just say, hey looking for actors, blah, 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 write your thing, uh, give a synopsis, a, a synopsis, and uh, you're going to get a ton of response, I guarantee it. Okay, I'll definitely check that out. Um, that's definitely, that's a good idea. Uh, what's your favorite film so far that you've been in? Oh, man, my favorite film that I've been in. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> We asked the hard-hitting questions here on Trigger Warning. Well, I definitely... There's this movie called Lonely Bananas I was in, and I would say maybe it's not my favorite film, but I love the character that I was able to create. It was such a great movie in the fact that um, there was no script, and there was really no characters. Everybody just got together and sort of just made their own character. Uh, the movie's all about speed dating and blind dating, so we got to just create our own character, paired up with another person, and wrote our scenes, and then somehow this all got mashed up into an, a coherent movie. Nice. But I was, well, I, I had free range with this character I came up with. Um, if you guys want to check it out, Lonely Bananas, it's absolutely hilarious, and uh, I... I am truly proud of the character I came up with. Where can we find far. this? Um, I think Amazon. I want to say okay. I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, or just Google it and see what comes up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it's on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, but uh, I think I'm also proud of my first movie that I was in, called The Prophet's Son. Not the greatest movie. But there's something special about that that first one you got cast in, you know? Right, um, right. Just because I, I wasn't – I actually wasn't cast in it. They, they passed over me originally. And uh, and they said, well uh, – fun, fun fact, I was actually in Colorado uh, auditioning for this thing. And I, I lived in, in here in Buffalo. Um, but they're like, you know, he came all this way. Let's – you know, it can be a background extra or something. And then along the way, somebody, I, I think somebody dropped out or something, 
and they re-auditioned me for the same part and and I got it and all of a sudden I I was this you know big character in my first movie and it was just like this amazing feeling like victorious feeling that is a um uplifting response to those who are listening to this thinking they'll never be anything in an acting world but um you're saying that there's a difference between actors and movie stars you probably consider yourself an actor but you're one of the stars of an upcoming film correct yeah yeah um if it's the one i think you're talking about uh not another monster movie yep yep that's the one yeah that's gonna be pretty awesome uh it's the latest movie I was just working on. We actually haven't finished it yet. Uh, we kind of paused during the winter um, to pick yeah. back up. It's, uh, it's set in the fall, uh, around Halloween time, so we kind of had to wait till the weather uh, calmed down a bit. <laughs> right. Well, um, I was just in Buffalo, and it looks like fall right now. So. Yeah, we're we're. If you need, just... if you need places to to go, go to Perry, where the moment is, and it looks like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're. Uh, I, I, I gotta get with Ty, who wrote and directed Ty uh, Chimmin. Um I, I don't know when we're actually gonna pick back up, but uh, gotta find that. Uh, but yeah, we got a few more scenes, and then it should be out by this Halloween. Uh, and that's just gonna be a fun movie. It's it's a movie about it's a movie about a group of filmmakers making a horror movie, like with monsters, but then unbeknownst to us at the, at the time we actually accidentally summon these real monsters and it takes us a while to figure out that they're actually real monsters <laughs> uh, it's it's campy and it's it's hilarious and I, I can't wait to see the finished product nice um who is your character uh, i play a character called mark and he is the assistant to the director of the fake film. And the director's name, that the actor who plays the director's name is Mark. Yes, Correct? the actor. Uh, Mark, <laughs> and I'm, prob I'm probably going to uh, butcher his last name too. Um, Bogumel? Uh, Bogumum? Bogumum? <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah, I so. love it when he just says how he spells it. He does do this crazy thing when he spells his last name. It's like a show he's putting on. It's amazing. He's a professional wrestler. He just doesn't know it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he starts saying like a couple letters of his last name, and he has something extra he says about those letters. Yeah. And I, I it's like it's B, the best, the best name you'll ever hear. OG is an original gangster. Yeah. Um is in gum. <laughs> so it's like, crazy. It's like crazy. it was the best thing. I popped so hard for that when he did it on Debatable. I was like, that is the best thing ever. I've got to get him on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy. He's a super, uh, uh, super outgoing guy. Um, nice. It's hard to follow that guy too, but uh, <laughs> we we just clicked like right away on on set. I had met him a couple years ago, but we had never worked together, and uh, the chemistry between our characters is just very evident. We we work very well together, and I, I very much look forward to working with him in future project projects. For sure. Uh, so that, yeah. Do you have a specific genre you prefer to? working uh no actually um i want to be a little bit of everything i want to be a, kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to acting sure. uh, and i'm looking to do a little bit of everything sure sure um so what you're saying is you want to start in a psychological thriller correct <laughs> um, funny, 
thing actually i know you're you're referring to yours and uh yeah hit me up man but uh i co-wrote with a friend um a psychological thriller uh that we are it's probably gonna be my next project i work on uh get full into that and uh it's called mr oak and okay. it, uh, it's place um it's your it starts out with your uh, very basic the college kids go to uh have a a party in a cabin in the woods right and right. then this monster comes in and and uh starts killing off them uh and that's kind of like the the baseline of it that very basic generic but there's a lot a lot of twists to it and we put a lot of uh a lot of work into the characters and into the story instead of relying on the blood and gore aspect you know right for sure um I had a question lined up. Oh, who are your... Um, see, this is what happens when you go off cuff. Sometimes you forget shit. Uh, who are your influencers? Who are people you want to... Who are you modeling yourself after? Um. Okay, well, you know, before I got into acting, or right when I was deciding I wanted to get into acting, um, I thought, why don't I learn about, like you know, the people that came before me and started watching like old classic movies. And so I did, and I just absolutely fell in love with the classics, the black and white. Uh, I, I watched a ton of Turner classic movies, and I just absolutely fell in love with Humphrey Bogart. Uh, that is my absolute favorite actor of all time. In fact, they named my dog Humphrey after him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm also, I love James Dean, you know. Those are just my two guys right there, you know? Okay. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit on Debatable, but tell me what your top three movies are. My top three movies, that's a tough one. Um, That is a very tough one. Actually, you remember a few years ago when people were taking a picture of their top ten and posting on a Facebook? That came like a little trend. I did that, but I cheated and I did my top 15 because I couldn't narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was going to say top three, man, well, uh, there's a movie called Warrior that I love. It's got Tom Hardy in it, Nick Nolte. Um, I watched it a few years back and I just fell in love with it. It's a, it's a story about um, these two brothers who get into mixed martial arts, which I'm also a big fan of mixed martial arts. And they're very estranged from each other, and their father was an abusive alcoholic, uh, played by Nick Nolte. He's since turned his life around, got sober, and he's trying to put his family back together. Um, it's just such a dramatic thing, and it's all it all kind of comes to head in this mixed martial arts tournament. And what I love about it is it's one of those sports movies that is not about the sport it's about the people and that's what makes the story just terrific um so that's that's actually my favorite movie of all time uh if i was gonna pick a couple more um i love the petrified forest it's an old uh, black and white movie with humphrey bogart and betty davis uh, and leslie howard um just something about that movie humphrey bogart was actually the villain in that movie uh super fun to watch um, I, I definitely recommend it. <clears throat> One movie I want to mention, it's got James Dean. It was actually James Dean's first movie. 
this movie was called East of Eden, and okay. it it is, it's what inspired me, man. Like this movie, is it should be my favorite movie just because of how much it inspired me. Um, before I seen this movie, when I would rehearse lines, uh, I would I pretty much stay up all night and just read the script and read the script and read the script and get everything down to a T. You know, everything I wanted to say, the exact fluctuations in my voice. I'd be very almost robotic, but I thought I was doing the right thing. And then I watched East of Eden and I saw I saw what James Dean did in that movie. And it's no doubt that I mean it's or it's no wonder that he became so famous with only three movies. James Dean, he just he put so much heart and emotion in his performance that I instantly stopped rehearsing so much you know and nowadays i you know i read obviously you got to read the script and try to memorize your lines but then i just stop from you know and whatever emotion comes out comes out and i don't do it the same way every time i rely a lot more on emotion these days yeah yeah for sure um that was some good advice for young actors out there listening and trying to come up in this crazy world um so you said you want to be all a little bit of everything with genre wise but what's something you prefer like what do you feel you're best at right now um well you know i'm actually really good at dramatic stuff um i love comedy but i laugh too much (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. i uh i have a problem with keeping a straight face right what I do to, to solve that is I take my fingernail and I pinch my thumb, pinch it into my thumb to kind of keep myself from laughing. Uh, I've heard of other actors doing something, you know, things that are similar to that. Um, but yeah, I got a problem with keeping a straight face. So uh, I, I love I love dramatic work. Um, uh, people think uh, I've been told a lot that uh, I'm actually really good at that. Uh, you know, I think that's where. Uh, my acting really comes out and, and shines. You know what I would love to do too is I would love to get into like a noir film, like a real like murder mystery. You know, do something like that. Yeah, for sure. That would that sounds super dope. Um, I feel like there haven't been in like a mainstream noir film in forever. Like no, if I can't. <laughs> It used to be like the biggest genre in the world, and then it kind of faded out after a kinda while. Kind of like westerns. Mm-hmm. Westerns were huge, and then just it's not. Very true. Um, there, has, there hasn't been a good western in forever either. That's what Tombstone was the last good western, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you Tombstone know good, might be the best western too. Tombstone is amazing. It's such a good movie. <laughs> Um, you know what I also liked, and it came out like ten years ago, was uh, the remake of Three Ten to Yuma was good. You said the of Yuma, the the remake of Three Ten to Yuma. Oh Christian. yeah, yeah. I've not seen it because I've not seen anything ever. Awesome. <laughs> I'm the guy that's never seen any movies at all. But <laughs> that's right. That's right. You said that. Yeah. Um. But I'll pretend like I know what you're talking about. It was a great movie, guys. Check it yeah. out. Tell them why it's a great movie, Brad. I don't know, because we're talking about westerns, so it's not a lot to pick from. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's I am not a huge western fan. I'm it's not one, either. 
I feel like yeah. it could be I, so much better. There's a couple, like you said, Tombstone. That's a really good one. And then, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I feel like the genre could have like, there could be a really good western. I might, I might write a western now. Yeah, go just for to, it. Just because I said that, I'm not going to. But, <laughs> um, I'm not good at writing movies anyway. I'm better at figuring out, um, what I how I want the story to go and kind of getting the big events mm-hmm. in order, yeah. and then mm-hmm. I pass it on to someone else and they write the script. That's that's funny because that's actually how I am. Um, really, <laughs> I have the story, I have the characters, and I have them developed, and I just cannot put it to words. I yeah. need to feed somebody. I need to verbally feed them my story and have them write it down. And that's actually how, what I did with uh, Mr. Oak, the script that we're uh, that we're yeah. going to turn into a movie. Um, yeah, my uh, my friend, he I fed him the the story, I gave him the characters. And he uh, he put himself into the writing. I'm not gonna lie; like he came up with stuff that, when I read, I was blown away. I'm like, I'm so glad you put that in there. I never even thought of it, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy the way it turned out. Um, but yeah, sometimes you need that. Uh, I definitely I definitely struggle with uh, you know sitting down and typing things out. So I I need uh, a co-writer. Yeah, I I agree with that one because that's exactly how when I was writing Priscilla, which is the movie I was telling you about um I couldn't I figured out what I wanted how I wanted it to start what I wanted to happen how I wanted it to end but I couldn't figure out how do you write this into make it a movie like right so I was like I knew a guy that was running a uh, a um theater company and was wanting to get into writing and producing and stuff like that outside of theater so I was like hey here's a good chance you help me I help you you want experience, yeah. I want somebody to write the script. So, gave it to him. Yeah. It ended up working out really well. Um, I honestly, I want it to be extended, which I actually just messaged uh, Ty to see if he wanted to make a little bit of money trying to extend this this uh, nice. script for me. Yeah. Um, but, because it's, it's probably lasts about 25 minutes right now, and that's not really oh. what I was looking for. I was looking for more of a full length. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, film. you know the the kind of the rule of thumb is uh one one minute per page. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's say. that's how I timed it because I mean, obviously any I could read it faster than another person, so I, that's about why I, I googled it and that's what they told me. So I was I figured it's about twenty five minutes. I think is what it what, twenty twenty five minutes somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, which could be fine for a short film, but I kind of wanted it to be a a feature length. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with starting as a short film and just putting it out there. Uh, a lot more movies than you probably realize start as short films and then later on get extended into full-length movies. Really? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'll definitely have to check it out. Shoot, I'm, I'm, I just want to get it out there because it's, it's really good, and he did a great job at writing it, and I really just want to get his work out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd put too much of a budget in the short film, but if it if it leads to something more, you know, why not? Right, exactly, yeah, for sure. Um, who's your least favorite actor? Oh, man. Um, okay, I'm not going to lie. It used to be Keanu Reeves. Really? Um, yeah, I just think he's not that good, but you know what? But he's a great guy. 
he is a tremendous guy, and I I only just started in the couple, past couple years learning that he's such a great human being that I I kind of forgive him for not being the best <laughs> actor. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't really have maybe Amy Schumer. I can't stand her. <laughs> I just watched her stand up, and she's not funny. No, I won't even. I like I don't. I don't know what like I don't get it. How did she get so famous? She's not funny. How did how did the Jersey Shore get famous? I mean, I don't know. Hey, I I grew up with the Jersey Shore, and that was my show. I never watched. I mean, how old are you? What's that? How old are you? I'm 31. Okay, so that explains it. I am 23. I was in junior high and high school when Jersey Shore was big. So Jersey Shore was big when I was uh, was a kid. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember hating it. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, for sure. It, I loved it. I did. I did, I would be quoting all the 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 cabs he all that good yeah. stuff. Maybe it's because I never really watched it. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the first season, but I remember my dad watched it, and I thought, like, looking back now, that's weird. <laughs> he watched the first season. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Uh, la, 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 la. So what would you like to talk about? Is there anything I haven't hit on? Oh, gosh. Because, um, I mean, it's just a conversation. It's yeah. not really an interview. I don't know, man. Um, tell me a little bit more about your movie. Maybe, okay. Maybe we'll do something. For sure. Um, it is a psychological thriller, as I just said. Um, so basically, it's about this guy that falls in love with this girl at a very young age. Like, it's his first crush, right? But he just, yeah. he never quite gets over her. So, okay. he, from young elementary school through high school, through his entire life, he's obsessed over this one woman. Yeah, I have many of those. Mm-hmm. So, he's... Law, he's found other women in his life. He has children and all that, whatever. Um, but eventually his obsession goes too far, and he ends up going to prison. Gotcha. For harassment okay. and stuff like other things like that. Um, so he spends a while in prison. He finally gets out of prison, and within his first couple weeks of being out, he sees her granddaughter, which he doesn't know is her granddaughter. But... They're identical. Mm-hmm. Right. So it triggers his brain that he needs to be... He needs to talk to her. He needs to interact okay. with her. So it goes... He starts out with just trying to talk to her. She tries... I mean, she gets offended, obviously, runs away, which triggers the emotions of him being made fun of and turned down mm-hmm. and rejected all those times before, which makes him snap. He ends up kidnapping the girl... Plot twist. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go too much further into it because I don't want to ruin it. The whole thing, I'll give the whole thing away. Yeah. It actually, when you were first starting to, uh, to go over that, it sounds like, you know, like everything, you know, or it sounds like something that everybody's been through, just that, that one person you can't get over, you know? Yeah. You know, I think everybody can relate to that up until the point where you kidnap the girl, but. Yeah. um, 
<laughs> up until that point, I'm pretty, it's kind of relatable. Yeah, for sure. That's the one thing I am really um, all about when I make develop characters. I really like my bad guys to be super relatable because I want everybody to remember that you're the good guy in your own story, but that doesn't mean you're the good guy in everybody's story. Nobody, Absolutely. No bad guy ever said I'm going to be the bad guy. I know. I mean, look at Thanos. I mean... Yeah, exactly, got... yeah. There's... Now, that's something I could talk about all day. Oh, man. How about... <laughs> I've how about... not seen any of them. What do you mean? I've not seen one Marvel movie. I don't even know what to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to binge them before uh, Endgame comes out. Yeah. But, like, it's just a lot. But There's it's so much. So good. It's so much. <laughs> Don't, and I don't even know where to watch them at. Like, I, I would have to, I like, don't listen to this FBI, but I would have to stream yeah. them illegally. Like, there's no way. I don't have that kind of money to just buy, go out and buy all these movies. Like, You got Netflix? Yeah, oh, there's some of them on Netflix, but not all of them. Netflix. You said what? Um, I said never mind. They're not all on Netflix. Yeah. Um, some of them are know, on Netflix. Here's, here's my advice about that. There's 20, this is the 22nd movie in the franchise. People are debating... Do you watch them in the order they're released, or do you watch them in timeline order? Okay, so what's your stance if, on that? I am a big um, – what's the opposite of a fan? <laughs> I uh, hate yeah. the concept of timeline order. Really? These movies, yes. These movies should be watched in the order they were released because that's the best way you're going to get the story. You know? You shouldn't like Captain Marvel that just came out. It's set in the '90s, so technically, chronologically, it goes second. But if you watch it second, then there's this whole series of movies where she's just gone, and it just doesn't work. And then all of a sudden, she just shows up again. Plus, the post-credit scenes—no spoilers here—but the post-credit scenes, a lot of them don't make sense if you watch them timeline order. Um, like it's not this isn't much of a spoiler because it's so old but the first captain america movie people are like oh it's set in the 40s so you watch that first right the post credit scene is literally a trailer for the avengers so why why would you put that first it's supposed to be told backstory you know i mean i mean how many movies out there where you you start three quarters of the way in and then they jump to the beginning and work their way back up because that's a great way to tell a story. So it's just – you don't just automatically tell a story in timeline order. Yeah, um, I agree with – okay, so I agree and disagree. So when you – the three – jumping three-quarters in and jumping back and whatever, that's literally how I have Priscilla. You start – this first scene is him being released from prison good yeah and then you go back this through flashbacks and stuff you learn more and more and more throughout the movie um mm. so i agree with that but for whatever reason like one of the things i've been meaning to do for a long time and i've actually started to work on a youtube show where i'm going to do it because it holds me accountable and makes me actually do it um is i've been wanting to go back and watch the dc animated universe okay but i wanted to watch it in chronological timeline order I don't. You gotta help me out. What what shows uh, you? Yeah, yeah. So it's um, Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, Static Shock, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond, and there's a few oh. web series in there too. Okay, see that would make sense chronological order. 
Yeah, cause um, it was written the way they like when they were writing this the thing. They worked on like even though Justice League came out way later. When they were writing it, they were writing episodes like, okay, this is going to be for Justice League, but this ties in with this episode of Batman and this episode of Static Shot. Like, right. So it pieces rem- together. And then if you watch it in order, it'll tell a different story than if you watch it release order. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're still going to get the same story, but... Um, yeah, it's, you don't get it in the same way is what I mean. Yeah. Right. Right. No, in, I think in that case, um, and then I'll throw another one out there, Star Wars. You know, I think yeah. Star Wars actually a good one to watch in timeline order you know um but the mcu you just you watch it the way they released it yeah because they did they did the post credits thing you're that was a good point yeah you're gonna because so so here's the thing i mean technically i know i know you've never seen them but technically if you're gonna watch it in timeline order you gotta put the second thor movie in Watch the opening scene because it takes place millennia ago. Then mm-hmm. take that out. Put the first Thor movie in because that and watch the first scene of that because that takes <laughs> place 500 years ago. Take that out and then you know put whatever else comes in next. That you, you, you just gotta be watching them in pieces. It, it yeah. doesn't make. Sense. I think you're so, taking that to to a different level now. Well, that's I. I mean, that's the thing. If you really want to watch it in timeline order, go go all out. But that's the reason. I mean, they literally filmed them outside of a timeline order on purpose, because <laughs> that's the better way to film a movie. So it's just it's kind of nonsense. <laughs> I know I am going a too too overboard with that, but I don't know. I'm a that's huge funny. geek. By the way. <laughs> Are you? Yes, I, uh, I'm a big comic geek. and uh, Yeah, any any interest in doing a podcast? No. <laughs> no? Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, what was I? Uh, who, what are characters that inspired you? Not actors, characters. Oh, wow. Um, well, you know, growing up... Hang on a second. Very good. Um, it's kind of a funny question. Growing up... Uh, I didn't actually have a lot of like real life role models, so I kind of I kind of had role models from like TV shows and whatnot. Um, a big, big role model for me growing up was always Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. That's a good one. Um, yeah, and I, I wonder uh, how many people can actually relate to that. Right. Um, man, that dude, that guy, and it's it's so funny because when I look back at it now, it's. It's not him. It was the writers behind him. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at it more of an, an adult perspective. But as a kid, I'm like, man, he, the things he taught, the lessons, I still remember a lot of the things he, he you know, and uh, kind of definitely helped shape who I am, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, what was another one? Uh, <laughs> I was kind of going to laugh at this one. Kind of Goku. Goku was always kind of um, that. <laughs> Goku was that, an awful dad. He was he was an awful dad, but he he had a lot of uh, inspiration behind him. <laughs> he just wanted to fight people. That's it. He was just, yeah. he was ready for smoke at all times. He had that Saiyan blood running through him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, people like that nowadays. I'm a big you know I'm a huge Captain America fan. Um, I just I like those guys that are just like. They do the right thing because it's the right 
it's just you do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do, you know? Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, characters like that. So who is the best superhero of all time, and why is it Batman? It's not Batman. Batman it is. <laughs> superhero. I hate Batman. You hate Batman? Here's the thing. All right, Nobody guys, really this has been Trigger Warning with Travis Trimble. I got to go. <laughs> no, go ahead. Actually, I, have a, I have an argument for this. Um, Batman, people don't realize, is actually the most unrealistic superhero ever because he doesn't have any superpowers. He doesn't have special abilities or healing, yet he can do these crazy things that you shouldn't be able to do. Um, they say he's you know, at peak physical strength at first for a human. Uh, as opposed to someone like Captain America who has a serum in him that got him to peak strength and agility and speed and all that. So it kind of makes more sense. You can't, you know, how, how do you just get to a level where you can't get any stronger? You can't get faster. You can't get more agile. You just can't get better because you're peaked out. Doesn't make sense. Um, also, he left his, uh, you know, he left, the country at about 20 years old give or take right mm -hmm. to go across the you know the borders and he learned 127 martial arts right he mastered them i don't believe there's 127 different martial arts out there i could be wrong about that but i'd like to see that list okay uh, <laughs> i'll get now, you the do, list <laughs> do you understand like to master one martial art yeah it takes people, like 40 years yeah, exactly. And he, in a span of, what, 10 years? He's a genius. 127. And then came back, and it has to be only about 10 years, because he came back still young enough to become Batman. And then he goes around. He, They say he sleeps. The, the, in the comics, officially, he sleeps three hours a night. And then and that's all he needs. Um, that's ridiculous. He's probably bipolar. He's just on the manic, yeah, you know, manic depressive swing. Really like about Batman, the psychological aspect to him. Yeah, love the villains. How the, each villain represents a different psychosis. Um, I love the struggle that he might be just as crazy as the villains he's fighting. I love that. What I don't like is when he's fighting people like Darkseid or or Doomsday or somebody, and he's like equal to these guys. I, I, I hate that. It's not what Batman is supposed to be. Um, it's supposed to be a darker, grittier, psychological story. And when they do write those, I love them. I think they're great. Uh, I just don't think he should always be fighting alongside guys like, like Superman and Green Lantern. And I just don't think he fits in with those guys. Hold on. Just keep talking. All right, all right, let me keep going on this rant. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, so that's why I say he's he's the most unrealistic superheroes because because he does things that he actually shouldn't be able to do as a normal human. Uh, but I'm not I'm not really a DC fan to begin with. I'm I'm much more of a Marvel fan. Uh, Stan Lee is another guy who's just. Uh, very inspirational to me and uh, a guy i grew up or, or grew up just absolutely loving and uh kind of idolizing well i'm counting how many martial arts there 
Are you really? That's awesome. You're counting them? Yeah, all the ones listed on Wikipedia. Alright, go for it. Alright, so there's there is a Wikipedia site that lists every martial art. Yeah, and I'll send it to you on Facebook. Okay. Here's 125, my problem. 125, 126, 127, 128, 129, 130. <laughs> and there's God, more. There's I've, I've got two more continents to go. And half, two and a half continents to go, and we're at 130. There's definitely 127. <laughs> what? Here's the thing. I'm wondering how many of them are basically the same thing. It doesn't matter. They're still they're still different. Ah, uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think it matters. I mean, in real life, most martial arts are ineffective. Um, I'm a huge mixed martial arts fan. Yeah. And stuff like Wing Chun and Kung Fu and yeah. most most forms of karate in a real fight that's against somebody that knows how to fight, you're gonna get fucked up. Like. I- Completely agree with you. As a, as a, also a huge mixed martial arts fan, uh, I say there's like six good ones to learn. Uh, what would you say the six are? Uh, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, okay. boxing, kickboxing, which are very different. Yeah. Uh, judo and uh, Muay Thai. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Those are my six that I would say don't bother learning anything else. You don't need them. Yeah. Well, it might be good to learn sambo. Just because Sambo, it's just a more aggressive type of wrestling, but yeah, but they, it's, they really it, know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you consider them different things, they're kind of the same thing. Yeah, um, it's basic. It's the same family. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite fighter? Uh, my all time and current. All, current favorite fighter is Frankie Edgar. Okay, uh, love that dude. Um, I really wish he would he could win a belt again. You know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, all-time favorite fighter has to go to Randy Couture. Really, you, Captain yeah. America. The Captain America. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Um, <laughs> who do you? When did you become a UFC fan or an MMA fan? Um, high school. When high the school. Ultimate came out, uh, Ultimate Fighter season one, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Cause then, cause I actually got to watch it, you know, instead of like. You know, because it was always on a pay-per-view or something, and then when UFC was on Spike, they came out with the Ultimate Fighter. Then they came out with that um, that Unleashed show that they had for a while, where they would just oh, yeah, show, yeah. Uh, you know, previous fights and and uh, narrate them. And so I started learning. Once I started learning who these people were, it it was easier to watch and become a fan because I'm 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 a fan of the people, you know. Yep, yep. How do you feel about Conor McGregor? Oh, I like him a lot more if he wasn't such a loudmouth. I don't. I don't tend to root for the guys that talk trash. <laughs> you know, I think it's a lot like the the character. You know, the, like the fictional characters that I like, where they're they're they just they do the right thing for the right reason. In real life, too, I don't root for the guy who's just constantly trashing his opponent. And I, I like the guys who are more humble, like your Frankie Edgar's, like your your. Uh, uh, um, Randy Couture's and Chuck Liddell's, you know. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> that's, I love, that's fine. I love hearing Conor McGregor talk his shit. Um, I mean, it's don't get me wrong. It's funny to an extent. Like I love Chael Sutton and the way he uh, he yeah. goes about. Um, I just think some of the things Conor McGregor says a little too overboard. Now, here's oh, what yeah. I will say. 
here's what I will say about Conor McGregor. He is an amazing person to his fans. He'll yeah. stop on the street. He'll take pictures with fans. He'll, he's such a good – and that's that's like the one redeeming quality about him that I think is like he, he's actually a good guy. But I feel like he can't separate <clears throat> the fact that this is just a sport. Like you don't automatically have to hate your opponent just because you get matched up together. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. He's just I mean, no, I I, I wouldn't be able to fight somebody unless I was mad at him. Uh I mean, I could. <laughs> I don't think so anyway. Like I feel like it'd be easier if I like made them the enemy. I mean, definitely to an extent, you got to you got to put that kind of put yourself in that mindset. Yeah, I mean, um, you seem like a nice guy. I don't want to fight you, but like <laughs> if we started like cutting promos on each other, like that'd be great. I'd be it, I'd be okay. You now seem like fight. a guy. I would fight you. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, Dana. Make the match. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's hook it up, man. That's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you um, know what though? I am. I'm gonna be honest. I am incredibly out of shape. <laughs> me too. Can be I'm, the. I'm, uh, <laughs> bad in my old my old age <laughs> the winded in 45 seconds match <laughs> oh yeah uh <laughs> one round exhibition right right and it's only a three minute round because <laughs> otherwise we're right. gonna die <laughs> have you ever tried to go for five minutes no like, i would i would die i would literally dead. be dead these people are insane but it, they're they're like these people are like top of top you know to do what they do. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, so, if you were Dana White for the day, mm -hmm. what matchup do you make? You make any matchup. There, You know what? There are a lot of matchups that never got made that I would go back and... Uh, oh, yeah? Like uh, Randy Couture versus Fedor Emelenko. Oh, that yeah. That was a fight that never happened that was i mean that was a globally big fight never happened um i still really want to see chael sutton versus vanderlei silva never happened um oh my god uh frankie egger versus conor mcgregor when's <laughs> that because you know why uh and i i'm adamant about this conor mcgregor or frankie edgar is conor mcgregor's kryptonite and that is stylistically a bad fight for Connor, and they kept Frankie away from him. But and they, they put him. Against, oh yeah, go ahead. They, they put him against Khabib. They put well. They put that. I mean, that was later on down the road. I was saying Khabib will smoke Frankie Edgar. I'm not not to. Uh, that now, I have to actually agree with you now. Yeah, for years, sure. When Frankie was uh, at the top of his game, I feel like he's definitely lost uh, a little bit of steam. Yeah. Uh, but that would have been a fight I would have loved to see, you know, a couple years ago. Um, uh, you might get your wish. If uh, Max Holloway wins on Saturday, mm -hmm. He there's a chance that he vacates the 145-pound belt, and then it'll probably be Jose Aldo versus Frankie Edgar for the belt. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to see that again. <laughs> Jose Aldo's beating him twice. That's the thing, like, stylistically, Jose Aldo is a horrible matchup for Frankie. Yeah. Um, 
because of the 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 reach is huge. The reach and Jose Aldo is like the one guy that can outspeed Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Uh, not those have not been my favorite fights to watch. You want it? Would you want to see him go against Max though? I feel like Max would. No, I feel like he's him. a better matchup for Max than he is for. Uh, Think so for Jose. I feel like that's a much better fight for Frankie. I don't know if he wins. I mean, Max is on a tear, and, uh, and oh, for he's sure. a champion for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I didn't realize how good he had become. The last, you know, I remember watching him versus Connor, and you know, way back when, like Connor's like second fight, and Connor right. beat the out of him. Um, and then I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize how good Max had become after that fight until all of a sudden he's he's fighting for the belt and i'm like i went back and looked at some of his old fights and i'm like wow he's he took that fight that loss from conor mcgregor and he motivated himself to become better you know yeah and, I mean, he's one of the the best now like yeah i mean some people fall apart some people take a loss and they they keep losing yeah uh, i mean hats off to max holloway for taking that loss and then he, I don't think he's lost a fight since then. He, he's just worked his way up to the belt. Yeah, I think he might be right. Um, one last question before we wrap this up. Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. You go with Brock Lesnar or John Jones 3? Well, Brock Lesnar. I. That's another one where we've seen it twice. I don't need to see John Jones beat Cormier again. I agree. <laughs> if it was a rubber match, it'd be different, but I would love to see... Cormier, because Cormier is going to smoke Lesnar. Uh, yeah. So even I, even a different question, even a different wording then. Uh, Cormier or Jones for Lesnar? Why not both? Okay. Okay. The <laughs> like, only problem is he's. Gonna, I think Lesnar would lose to both. I'm pretty, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much know he would lose to both. So we, we'd never see. So I would have to go... I'd have to go Cormier just because Cormier is in the heavyweight division at this moment, and John Jones is still is still at light heavyweight. So let's go yeah. Cormier. We, I, me and Damone were talking about this last night. Um, I think Brock Lesnar, as bad as he is as a mixed martial artist, he's still mm-hmm. really fucking good. Like in terms well, yeah. of how he he knows how to control him his bring the mm-hmm. fight to where he's good at it. And mm-hmm. I think honestly, yep. he's other than DC, Stipe, and Kane. I think he's still he's top four. Maybe. Um, I think if he got in there with Overeem again, it would be the same result. You think so? Yeah, I think. I so. think now. Well, it's not Overeem. He's not on the on the steroids anymore. So, I think there oh, might be a, he could probably drag him to the ground and. Beat yeah, the hell like, out of him. You gotta um, remember that was that was Overeem still the the dream champion because he they bought it out. He came over yeah. here. That was his first fight in UFC. He was roided out of his mind. But I'm sure Brock Lesnar was too. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, Brock, when you hit him in the face, he backs up. And for he sure. Oh yeah. You. I think so. It's a toss up. I mean, it could go either way. Yeah. The same thing with. Uh, in Ghana, we had that conversation because in Ghana has no wrestling and Brock has no striking. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> right? Where does um, it go? 
uh, Junior Dos Santos might still be able to beat Brock, but that's a toss-up too. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. He's got the top guys in the division. He's other than the the elite, the top three. Which yeah. I mean, Cain Velasquez just got knocked out by Francis Ngannou, but I'm chalking that up to a fluke. To me, Cain Velasquez is the greatest heavyweight of all time. Um, yeah. Sorry about Randy yeah. Couture, but <laughs> well, I I agree. He's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just think it was a fluke victory. It could be I could be wrong. He could be washed now, but other than DC Kane and Stipe, I think it's at least a fifty-fifty chance with everybody else on the roster for Brock. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Brock. He was a, a, a tremendous wrestler, um, and that's I don't I can't think of a better base when you want to be a mixed martial. Oh, artist. there's not one. That's right. You control the fight. Yeah, so I mean, and the dude's just a giant, and to have that that kind of a massive man on top of you, <laughs> who can then start hitting you. I mean, just look at the Frank Mir fight, uh, the the second one. I mean, uh, really, the first one too. He just got got a lucky heel hook. True. Yeah. He's getting pounded before that. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely, Brock can be a fighter, but he's he I I don't know. He's just he's too big and take that bigness away from him and the skill isn't all there yeah i definitely agree that's what i'm saying he does he does well very 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 well yeah and i mean you got to give a hats off i mean you and me were sitting here i mean i couldn't get in there so i I right exactly me either i'd like to (laughs) but i couldn't um I, i like maybe 10 years ago i aspired to wanting to do it at least once but uh not so much anymore. Yeah. I, I'm happy being a fan. <laughs> I've thought about, I want to do an MMA fight, even if it's just an amateur MMA fight. Oh, um, sure. I think if I got in shape, I could be pretty good. But, yeah. I mean, I was a wrestler in high school, like all throughout school, from like first grade till I left school. Um, <clears throat> so I want to do that. And I also want to do a pro wrestling match before I get too much fatter. <laughs> well, I mean, just go with it. You know, that's your yeah, gimmick. That is gonna be my gimmick. I'm just gonna eat. <laughs> and I, I used to, I used to be in the pro wrestling too, like a long time ago. Uh, but I haven't been in that for years. Oh yeah. Who yeah, was your favorite I wrestler? Used to, I used to love Goldberg. Remember, remember Goldberg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he used to be my favorite guy. Um, <laughs> not, I never watched him when he was in the. Uh, the WCW though I never watched that. Oh, you I, watched I, him like mid two thousands Goldberg. Yeah, when him and when him and Brock would used to go at it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I was younger, uh, that was always fun. But uh, or him and him and Triple H used to go at it a lot. Yeah, Triple H that is was, my favorite. So. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a fun time, but I haven't. I stopped watching that. Yeah. Years, and years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Probably I think around the time I got into mixed martial arts, I kind of traded it for mixed martial yeah, arts. Yeah, I did the same thing. Honestly, I went from um, one to the other, and then I got super into UFC. Like, super yeah. into it. And then I kind of just fell off with it because I was pay-per-views, and you know what I mean? There's so much going on. Like, it was just too much. Um, and plus, I felt like all the guys I liked weren't there anymore. Like, they were all getting old and not, and I didn't really care for any yeah. of the newer people. That's so, <laughs> so then I went back to like wrestling, and now I watch both all the time. Like, let's rephrase that: I read about both. I don't have time to watch anything. 
So, like, I only watch the main fights for UFC and, like, mm-hmm. the main, 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 main stuff for WWE. But not, I can barely watch anything. So, um, uh, yeah. Do you have any I'm plugs? Kind of plugs. Uh, not another monster movie. Should okay. be out this Halloween. Um, Are you over possibly- a Halloween release date? Yeah, I think uh, it's it's not official yet, but we're, it, I mean the movie centers around, or the movie doesn't center around, but it takes place during Halloween, so it makes the most sense. Is it gonna go to DVD <laughs> or is it gonna go to theaters? How's what's it, limited release? We're definitely gonna have a premiere in theaters. It probably won't run in theaters. It will go to DVD. There they are. I guess I can say this. There's talks. They're still in talks about if it's gonna go to Netflix or Hulu or possibly Amazon Prime. That would be that, awesome. Maybe all three. Why not? Um, right. Not official, though. It's def. I don't want to say it's official because it's not. Right. Um, yeah, that'd be. Uh, I think that'd be my only plug for right okay. now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, so, check out the website at t13media.com. Um, Mike worked really hard on it, so go check it out and tell Mike Jasko that he did great um there's a shop coming soon this has been trigger warning